You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications, and joining us this week is Debbie Lyons-Blythe. Debbie is the owner of the Blythe Family Farms in Kansas, as well as Scott Yeager, who is NCBA's Chief Environmental Counsel. Guys, thanks for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, Debbie, let's start off with you. Now, you just got back from Capitol Hill where you testified before the U.S. Senate Committee on Agriculture. They had a hearing today. Um, the, the title of the hearing was Climate Change and the Agriculture Sector. Um, I guess let me get your just immediate post-game thoughts. How did the hearing go? Was it what you thought um, based on what you've seen on TV and, I guess, you know, movies like Mr. Smith Goes to Washington? Um, what Set the stage for us. How did the hearing go? So I really thought it went very well. I, I really wasn't quite sure what to expect. I guess I, I thought uh, that it, maybe it would be a little bit more painful, a little bit more difficult. Frankly, I feel like that the committee is very um, connected and interested in truly making some good decisions about we, how we can be helpful on the climate change discussion and towards, you know, some, some decisions uh, with it. So I, I felt like, you know, bipartisan, you could see where some of them were lining up, but I felt very good about the discussion and what I was able to bring to the table. Yeah, it is interesting. And I think both agriculture committees in the House and the Senate tend to be a little bit more bipartisan, nonpartisan. They seem to be more connected to a reality-based world because you guys are connected to the, you're living in the real world as opposed to sort of more ideological or theoretical you know, sort of wings of, of both sides uh, of the aisle there. So what did you tell the committee about what you are doing and what others in the beef industry are doing um, on issues like environmental stewardship, climate change, and uh, just overall sustainability? Yeah, so my underlying goal was to specifically explain that cattle ranchers are already working towards sustainability without calling it sustainability, right? We've already been interested in um, conservation and animal welfare and uh, taking care of the environment and doing the right thing already. We just didn't call it sustainability or climate change mitigation or any of that. So, and, and as I told the committee, you know, farmers and ranchers, we don't wake up in the morning and say, how can I impact carbon sequestration today? But really, truly, we do. So we don't use those buzzwords, but we are interested in doing a better job and conserving our resources. And we really are important stewards of our natural resources. And and I guess a couple of the senators asked you specifically, like, what kinds of things are you doing? Um, and, you know, you pointed out we have a great story to tell. And one of the senators, I think, in the in the line of questioning said, this is a chance for agricultural producers to go on offense and tell the good story as opposed to playing defense and being blamed for, you know, everything under the sun. Um, so what kinds of things are, are you doing um, to, you know, basically being a, a better environmental steward of your land? So two two things specifically that I spoke about, and, and one is just the fact of the different practices that we use on our ranch, and that is either technologies in uh, cattle selection technologies or uh, ways that we care for the cattle, the, the different technologies with that, um, also conservation on the land, and then keeping the land in the prairie, making sure that the grasslands are still there. But the other thing that we talked about a little bit was the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef, and that it is a voluntary organization that's already working towards all of these things. And so farmers and ranchers, as well as all of the different segments in the beef supply chain, have been involved in these discussions already for five years. Absolutely. Now, Scott, 
Um, you know, this was a hearing today. It wasn't on a, a particular piece of legislation. The Green New Deal um, famously or infamously is out there and, and was blocked in the Senate a few weeks ago um, with every member who is co-sponsoring it voting against it moving forward, by the way, should point that out. Um, so where do we go from here? What do you think uh, is on the table in terms of actual legislation that could move forward in in this Congress over the next year and a half or so? Now, it's a really good question. I think we have to look at this from the perspective of what the Senate might be doing and what the U.S. House might be doing. They're very two very different things, right? Because now we're we're sitting in a divided Congress. Republicans still control the Senate. Now Democrats control the House, right? So there's different perspectives at play than we've had for the past 10 years. That being said, I think on the Senate side, you mentioned we infamously saw the Green New Deal go down in flames by the hand of the own the the the, the sponsors of the bill. Uh, they famously uh, took a no vote on that bill and it failed because of that, right? So I don't think we'll expect to see another Green New Deal bill per se in the Senate. Now we might see other pieces of climate legislation come forward that could impact cattle producers. And those are things that we have been lobbying on in the Hill and telling our legislators that you need to talk to us and pull us into those conversations first before we end up in another situation with a fact sheet getting put on a website that says we can't get rid of farting cows in 10 years, right? Like no one wants to go back to that. So talk to us. Um, I think our Deb, Debbie's testimony today was a great uh, kind of, sh- I'll call it a shot across the bow, that we are we are in this game and we have a really good story to tell. So come talk to us. On the House side, I think what we're seeing play out through the appropriations bills is effectively an enactment of the Green New Deal. Because what we're seeing in the draft interior and EPA appropriations bill is the, the removal of a provision that has protected agricultural producers from having to report greenhouse gases to the government. If that, so it's removed in the House bill, we're hoping it stays in the Senate bill and is ultimately kept in through negotiations and will continue to be protected. But we're seeing changes now because of this House, this House bill losing that provision. And what that means is that we're going to potentially have hundreds of beef cattle feedlots and not to mention thousands of dairies across the country that will have to report greenhouse gas emissions to the government. And now, um, Debbie, you were asked about that specifically at the hearing today. I, I forget if it was Senator Ernst or Senator Fisher from Nebraska, um, but they asked, uh, I mean, it was everybody kind of knew what you were going to say, um, or at least in, in the general response. But what what was your explanation? I mean, obviously, you don't want to you know, have to fill out more paperwork with the federal government. How would that impact your operation? Well, I guess my, my bottom line with that is, is as long as it's going to help in greenhouse gas emissions, being able to mitigate those. Um, but boy, I, the, the science isn't there. It's not proven. And just giving us more paperwork is not going to make the, de- the deciding factor in mitigating emissions. Okay. So Scott, what else can folks do to make sure that, you know, nothing bad happens in, on Capitol Hill uh, from a substantive standpoint. Obviously, the Green New Deal, as it was written, uh, was a non-binding resolution. It wouldn't have actually done anything, but you mentioned these appropriations bills. Uh, what do folks need to be watching out for? Well, I, I think we need to obviously continue to be on the forefront of this issue. I can tell you from my work on this from inside NCBA that our organization is on the forefront of this issue. We have been actively opposed to the Green New Deal and other climate policies that unfairly impact beef cattle producers. But we're also using that those conversations to talk about the good things that Debbie and others in our industry are doing right now that are that are a part of the solution in this conversation. 
Um, so we'll continue to be on the forefront of that. And also we're watching for additional bills when they when may, when they may come and, and how we can play a role in making sure that however those bills uh, deal with the issue, they're viewing beef cattle appropriately and then looking and considering the, the positive impact of our industry in that conversation. All right. Sounds good. And finally, Debbie, how in the world did you get here? You're, you're a cattle producer from the Flint Hills of Kansas. You've been involved with NCBA for a while. Um, but how did this whole thing come together? How did you go from, from there to testifying on Capitol Hill? Sort of walk us through that process and, and how you got to the hearing room today. So I'm not sure exactly where it began, but the first phone call that I received was from this office at NCBA. And I think that uh, the leadership and the um, involvement that I've already had in uh, NCBA, as well as the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef, um, I guess I feel like that uh, those two organizations are doing a really good job about telling the producer's perspective, and so they just needed a producer to do that. So they gave me a call, and frankly, anything I can do to help them get the message out better, I'm all for it. All right. Well, thank you for speaking out. Thanks for taking time out of your busy operation to come to Washington, D.C., and uh, make your voice heard, and thanks for joining us on the podcast. You're welcome. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online at policy.ncba.org. And follow us on Twitter at at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.